Uh, let's give a round of applause to Pippa Tucker. Hello, Pippa. Hello. How lovely to have you here Thank this you. morning to be able to talk. Just t tell us a little bit about yourself before we um, hear a bit more about yourself. Just tell us about, yeah. you, know, you know, like the simple things. Okay. Um, I'm Pippa. I'm married to Christian, who's over there, and Joshua, that's my son there. He's just over a year. Um, we've been in Littlehampton since 2011, um, but we've been at Aaron for four years. So, yeah, and this is our home now. So, thanks for having us. It's brilliant to have you. So tell us a little bit about um, when you were young and growing up and about how you found God. Tell us about that. Sure. Um, my parents are Christians and they did an amazing job of modelling that to me. Um, they became youth workers actually for the town with Youth for Christ when I was a teenager. Um, so there was never any doubt in my mind that God was real. Um, they taught me really well that God loves me. Um, so I became a Christian very young, probably when I was a kid. You know the classic kind of every few years you just give your life to Jesus again just to make sure that it worked the first time. Um, and then as a teenager, what was really um, helpful for me was Soul Survivor. So I loved that you prayed for them today, all the teenagers that are there, because as a teenager, you're in a school where you are in a very small minority as a Christian, and then you go to Soul Survivor, and you are surrounded by thousands of other teenagers, and you think, I'm not the only one, this is amazing, and um, I think, yeah, you kind of hold out for those year after year, and then I remember getting to about 14 and thinking, 15 maybe, thinking, why is my relationship with God not the same as it is at Soul Survivor? Why is it different when I come back home? And then thinking, oh, maybe it's something to do with the fact that we worship a lot at Soul Survivor and we pray for each other at Soul Survivor. So from then, I kind of made worship a priority in my bedroom with my CDs, because we listened to CDs in those days. Um, and I used to put the music on and worship full on, full out, as you would at Soul Survivor. And then I gathered a few friends and we would pray together. And that really is what kept me with Jesus and kept me at church is friendship and making worship a priority. So yeah, that's probably the story of me. That's amazing. And there's this, I know not many people know this about you, but you were actually, when you were how many how many years ago you in a band a girl band weren't you called was, yeah. called blush called blush uk blush yeah. uk tell us a little bit about that and also i'd love to hear so tell me about blush and <laughs> and also tell me about um why worship and cre creativity has been so important for you Okay, so I joined the girl band Blush when I moved to Manchester. I moved to Manchester for my gap year and um, did a dance evangelism course. So we would go into the secondary schools, teach dance, and go into the community centres, teach dance, and then use that as a way in to talk about God and, and to encourage the young people. And then from then I got the job in Blush. And Blush UK was a band that was related to the Worldwide Message Triumph, which I think probably did the same kind of gigs as Delirious or similar things um, and um, so Blush was like a sister band to that so it was me and three other girls and did that for a few years and we used to go into the secondary schools of Manchester and we used to take over the RE department and the PSHE department and teach all the lessons and we would use that chance to teach 
um, the young people about respect, about self-esteem, about sex, about everything that teenagers you know, they, they want to know. Um, and we would do that from God's point of view and we would always talk about Jesus. And then we would do a gig at the end of the week in the school and we would always give them the opportunity for anyone to become a Christian. And we saw amazing things. We saw children's lives, teenagers' lives completely turned around because they would have that opportunity, they would become a Christian and then the local church would, um, would follow that up and look after those teenagers. And um, these it's not just like ordinary teenagers it was teenagers who were the most broken that needed it and the ones that responded the best so it was a really amazing time of seeing God's heart for them and the way that creativity is a way in it's a way in for people to hear about God and a way in it softens their heart I think it softens people's hearts and and now I think that's something that I still think of now so I paint um, I did art as my degree um, and my paintings I want people to be softened by them and, and to um, somehow connect with God to see my paintings are about nature and I want them to see things in that that reveal something about God so I don't really know how to explain it. I wish I had my paintings to show you but um, yeah, so creativity is important to me because I think it softens people's hearts and it shows them a bit about God um, that you might not just have in a normal conversation or in normal life. And you love that you love dancing. Did you ever have like formal dance training or anything like that? Because you and and t- tell us about dancing, what that means for you. Sure. Um, I grew up doing ballet and contemporary and tap and all of that stuff. Dancing was my passion when I was younger, and it still is now. Um, And it was through dance that I got that job in Blush. Um, I had to sing in Blush, but I would never call myself a singer. I got the job because I could dance. Um, And, um, yeah, I've kind of carried that on. But I also love dancing for God. I love dancing in worship. Sometimes I'm down in the corner where hopefully no one's watching. Um, Just... There's a freedom to it, isn't there? There's a freedom to dance that's just... If you let your body go and you you move in that way, I think it just shows um, a freedom to worship. And, um, yeah, it's something that I still do now. Sometimes do dances for church things. um, And something that I want to keep doing as well. And um, I know that you have... You've got your little boy, Joshua. Um... Tell us about the journey that there was in having Joshua. Yeah, that's probably the most... um, It's probably the deepest journey that I've ever been on with God. It was the deepest test of my trust in him. And also just the most wonderful example of his faithfulness, like you were saying. So I've always wanted children. I'm always the mum in every situation, the mum in a house when I was living with friends, I'm the mum at big church day at office, I'm the mum in all these situations. So being a mum was something that I always dreamed of and, and always wanted. And I went to the doctors a few years ago, once we'd moved here, and they said to me that it would probably be quite difficult for me to have children and it would probably take a long time. And that was devastating news. And I remember going to my car Um, on St. Flora's Road and sitting and putting my worship music on um, and worshipping in the car because I thought, what can I do in the face of this news? All I can do is worship um, and realign myself with who God is and what he says. And as I was worshipping, the presence of God came in the car. I started laughing because that's always what's happened when I get filled with the Holy Spirit. And God said to me, clear as day, you will hold your own baby in your arms. 
And that was a promise that I held on to so tightly for the next few years as we waited to get pregnant. And it was a promise that I held on through watching countless friends get pregnant and have their babies. A promise that I held on through miscarriage. A promise that I just would not let go of. And um, he was so faithful. God was so faithful through it all. And I think worship, again, was a key part of that journey. I think if you're struggling or you're waiting for a promise, um, you just need to worship. You need to remember who he is and you need to tell him who he is and how good he is and remember how much he loves you because that was, that was what got me through. And also, people praying. Um, never underestimate the power of you going to someone and praying for them or giving them a word because that happened to me with people in this church, with you as well, Becca. And, and it's just that little encouragement that keeps you going. You think, oh, I can walk a few more steps of this journey. I can wait a bit longer because God is speaking to me and he's in this situation. Um, and then we, we did have a baby. We've got Joshua Jack, who is sat over there. So thank you, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's clapping as well, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, is there anything else you want me to say about that? Well, it, uh, when, when you found out you were pregnant, what, how, did that, how did that feel? Were there any moments where you thought, this isn't going to happen? What, how, did, how did that feel? When we first did the pregnancy test, I fell on the floor and just cried with fear because we'd already lost a baby, so I was just frightened that the same thing would do again and I couldn't let my heart get too excited or let my hope get too high that this was going to happen um, but again God spoke to me in that and he gave me a verse from Psalms I read Psalms over and over and over whilst in this journey because it's just the best book of praise and pain it's got the two things in there um, and the verse was um, he spoke and it came to be he commanded and it stood firm and so I held on that this pregnancy would stand firm this baby would stand firm and grow and be delivered and um, and now he's here so yeah pregnancy was a crazy time because I was just really frightened for the first bit um, especially up to the first 12 weeks um, but then after that um, just amazing to to have that growing inside of me and to know that God's promise for me was being fulfilled and is being fulfilled every day that he's alive. Yeah. Incredible story. If you had an encouragement for the church, what do you think it would be? I didn't pre... I didn't, this is spontaneous. <laughs> That's okay. What would, it, what would, what would you want to say to the church to Any encourage sex? us? I think it probably is going to come back to that worship thing that I keep saying. Um, I think we need to make the time in our private prayer lives to worship because it's a reminder to ourselves who he is and he's worthy of it all. He's worthy of constant praise. And I think, for me personally, that's when I hear his voice. That's when I... When I hear what he's saying to me it's after I've worshipped for a while and I've tuned in and I've got my heart in that place of recognising who he is um, so my encouragement would be to worship to put your music on and to sing with all your heart wherever you are in the car in your room whatever you're doing just worship because God God meets us in that place he meets us when, when we worship him amazing let's give her a round of applause shall we thank you so much Pippa. Oh, you don't have to go.